touch my hair. Hi, Michelle. Hi. Oh, you sound husky. Do you know what? It's it's worse than husky. It is laryngitis recovery. That's what this is. So apologies in advance. Look, you might find it sexy. You might find it annoying, but this is this is what I got this week. That's how it is. Sexy or annoying. It's not easy for a podcaster to have laryngitis, is it? It's quite troublesome. Really? It's quite stressful because obviously, you know, we've been trying to get this recorded for a few days and I've been like, <laughs> so here we are. It's been difficult to try and even understand what you're saying because <laughs> it's just this little tiny squeak of, it sounds like you're about to cry all the time. It's true. I'm always about to cry. Ah, don't cry, Michelle. Don't cry. It's a funny old thing. I think everyone's getting sick. It's that time of year. It's not COVID. Mm. Who even cares about COVID anymore? Does anyone? I think some people do. But listen, just take care of that voice, Thank Michelle. You. I don't know how you're going to manage that, seeing as we're about to do an hour-long podcast. And what we should do now is maybe welcome our listeners. Welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome listeners. Welcome, eavesdroppers. Well, come on board the eavesdropping train. Choo-choo. <laughs> Here we are. Chugga-chugga-chugga-chugga-chugga. I know I sound mad. What's going on? We saw Kate Bush last night, didn't we? Of sorts. Yes, <laughs> we did. Not really. It was called Cloud Busting. It was the UK's premier Kate Bush tribute band. Tribute band, exactly. It was so good, wasn't it? It was. But you know, I always think that your name for when you used to do Kate Bush impressions, Fake Bush. That was my that was my favourite, Fake Bush. <laughs> so, Yes, it's true. My son and I used to go round the traps of Hastings and do a little cabaret act I even had a double bass courtesy of a friend to use in my babushka number which was great fun there is video evidence of that might have to find that and put in the show notes (laughs) Jesus but how's your week been Nish you all right yeah apart from the laryngitis yeah you know it's it's been a funny old week I feel like the days are getting darker the lights in the sky are getting brighter. Is it time for a UFO story, do you think? Well, maybe, but, you know, there is weird stuff going on because I don't know if you were reading the news this week. And this is not so much supernatural as what the hell is going on with NASA? I don't know. Yeah, look, it's been in the papers for the last week or so. And do you remember last year I talked about that Leonardo DiCaprio, Jennifer Lawrence movie called Don't Look Up? Oh, God, yes. Yeah, yeah. and I saw it. Okay, what did you think of that film? I loved it. I think of it now and again when I get a bit freaked out about the state of the world. It's quite, you know, it's quite a dark message. It is a dark message. And for anyone who hasn't seen it, it's basically scientists were trying to warn the world of a planet-destroying comet that was on a collision course with Earth. And no one would listen. No one. All they wanted to do was make money out of it, see how they could get more followers, how they could become an influencer. I mean, I liked it. I didn't think it was like the best movie, but I did think it had some interesting satirical takeaways on society and how we you know how we put personal grief above well saving the world I guess um and I and and look I think actually and I I don't remember this movie but I think Armageddon 
had a similar thing where... They saved it at the end. I mean, I think Ben Affleck went into space and actually rescued the world. This is kind of what NASA's doing. So, What are they doing? Saving the world? They're preparing to save the world because last week NASA spent $330 million on a new planetary defence system mission. Planetary defence. Planetary defence against what? Passing comets. Well, what they did last November, so November 21, they sent a spaceship to smash into an asteroid 11 million miles from Earth to Mm. save mankind. They called it a double asteroid redirection test, DART for short. And this week it hit the target. So it took 10 months to get there. And yes, it was only a test, but so they're testing how they can destroy comets that might be on a on a crash Whoa. collision with That's Earth. That's mental. Because the asteroid wasn't really on a crash course to kill us. But maybe it is now. Maybe they've knocked it off its actual course and right into the way of us. Well, no, they smashed it to pieces. Oh, it's gone, smithereens. Tiny little little pieces. But NASA clearly thinks this could happen because they spent a fuck ton of money on this test. Oh. When 330 million. That's a God. lot of money when the entire world is in recession. You know, yeah. we have the Russia situation yeah. with oil. We have... We have climate change. We have all of this stuff. I feel like 30, 330 million could have been spent on keeping people off the breadline. But then I wonder, does that make me seem like those people in the movie who, A, don't really believe a comet can like crash into us and B, if they do like spend the money on other things? I don't. I mean, I don't know. It just seems like such a crazy thing to do when... When you think of the state of the world. I understand what you're saying. I I hear what you're saying. I'm thinking about this, pondering, pondering. Mm. Equally, I would like to know that we're going to be safe from a devastating comet collision. Yes, I agree. But yes, you're right about the old, you know, keeping people alive and having a good life while we're here. Yeah. When you think of the state of our world right now and climate change and pieces falling off the glacier, there might not be much to save in the future. Oh, Michelle, very bleak, very bleak. It is a bit doomy gloomy. I know, I know. And it did strike me, yes, as a waste of money. But I also thought, why is it always America trying to dominate space? A planetary defence system, shouldn't that be a like United Nations thing? Why right. is it just yeah. America? I, I don't know. I And I don't know how I feel about it. And I'm sure that if an asteroid is hurtling towards us, I'll be grateful that the USA has and NASA has the technology to like smash that shit into... Saving the world. ...billions of pieces. I don't know. I think there's a few complex questions involved in all mm. of that. Well, it's interesting that you are looking at the news and reading about this very interesting story, whereas what I found interesting from the news this week was the fact that they've dug up an old Nostradamus prophecy that predicts that Prince, ha- or no longer Prince Harry, will be the next king after Charles is forced to abdicate. This is according to an article I read in The Sun. This sounds ridiculous. 
Sorry, but it just sounds crazy. What What's it all about? Well, we've done, you know, we've done a, an episode on Nostradamus all the way back in our first season when we were very green podcasters. So it might not be the best episode. I have to say our first episodes were done over Zoom, recorded over Zoom. So I can't remember if it was one of those or not, but we have moved on. Quality, quality first. <laughs> Well, as you know then, Michelle, because we did do an episode about Nostradamus and his prophecies a couple of years ago, we did talk about it and it's very difficult to determine what he's actually talking about and some of the things that they say have come true can only really be determined after the fact. So they're all very loose. They are, I can't remember what they're called, not couplets, but they are eight, there's eight lines in each. He's a poet. He's a poet. And this book is from 1555. And so the very loose interpretations of his work are then rewritten into books. Like, for example, there's a guy called Mario Redding, who in 2005 wrote a book called Nostradamus, Complete Prophecies of the Future or for the Future. And in that, he kind of says in his own way, he he says that Nostradamus has kind of said in his own way that Queen Elizabeth II dies in 2022, age 96, five years short of her mother's term of life. Charles will be 74 and takes the throne, but resentments harking back to his divorce of Diana persist. Obviously, that's not how Nostradamus would have written the prophecy. It would have been much more loosey-goosey than that. But it doesn't explain to me in the article how does King Billy get overlooked for King Henry the Ninth? That's very interesting. Especially as he's been kind of ousted from the royal family at the moment. Prince William has always been the one to be groomed to being the future king. And Harry was just the spare. So I didn't make up Aaron a spare. That's like a thing. They came in handy for when... Edward, King Edward abdicated and made George the next king. And then that's how we got Queen Elizabeth, isn't it? Well, that's it? it. You need a spare. I know an awful lot about this, considering I'm not a monarchist. No, but come on, we all watch The Crown. And I do believe there's a new series coming soon. And I think it's going to be a good one. So anyway, that was that. That was the old uh, prediction from Nostradamus. They're pretty sure that there was an accurate prediction of the Great Fire of London, which, to be fair, was only like another century after he made the prediction in the first place. I can't see how these far-reaching predictions would really work. You know, he did that Hitler's rise, but it was Hister, and there's a river called Hister. I know, I went deep diving into it in an episode I think it was episode five or six or something in the first series of eavesdropping. Eavesdropping podcast. And I I do think at the time we did poo-poo a lot of Nostradamus. We poo-pooed all over Nostradamus. (laughs) We we threw some droppings over poor old Nostradamus' predictions. (laughs) But I do think that you can read into anything and put your own interpretation of it onto especially predictions. And twist things in ways that make it seem like it is all spooky. So if Harry comes to the throne, maybe I will. Reconsider our feelings towards Nostradamus. I'm not convinced. Mm. I'm not convinced. No. So shout outs this week. Well, no, but we did have a message from our listener, Ray, who we mentioned last week, who was the instigator of the little bitch. Monica for me. Monica for you. 
And we talked about how that came about, saying about you being very, very late, putting your face on when we were waiting to go to IKEA. He remembers it differently. He remembers it being we were in IKEA. We had done the business of going around IKEA. My son was with us, Killian, the eldest one, who was probably only about 10 at the time. And uh, we got in the car. We were waiting. He said, to be fair to Michelle, she was only about 20 minutes late. And I'm thinking, that's a bloody long time to wait. I think you guys probably ran off and I lost you and when you're in Ikea and by the way can I tell you that my Swedish fiance tells me it's pronounced Ikea. I'm sure he gets words in English wrong so I won't (laughs) take that too personally. No but I'm sure I probably got lost in you know aisle 723 and lost you for 20 minutes. Or comparing different candles or something (laughs) or comparing maybe taking a long time over a decision. Oh it it could be like a house plant is for life, isn't it? They say. But yes, but you know, I did appreciate that Ray did put the record straight, as straight as it can be, that I wasn't really wasting a lot of time. It wasn't that long. 20 minutes. Maybe. All right. But he still ended up calling me little bitch and it has stuck to this day. So thank you, Ray. It's a great name. It is a great Thanks, name. Ray. What can I do? Love it. Live it. Little bitch. Little bitch forever. We've been to Ikea and Michelle was still in there. We were waiting for 20 minutes. Little bitch. So, this week, Geordie, it's a little bit uh, supernatural. Supernatural! I sort of had an idea for one thing but ended up finding something which I thought was very peculiar. And it's a couple here in the UK from Buckinghamshire. And they're on YouTube and they claim that they live with a poltergeist. Oh, Mm. that's intriguing. Mm. Do tell me more, Michelle. Well, I will preface this story. Yeah, that it's a creepypasta made up. Bullshit. I think... You are going to all have to make up your own minds about this because, A, they have a YouTube channel. Oh, here we go. Yeah. It is full of videos of random shit like drawers opening without anyone in the room, things being thrown across the room. There's no one in the room. You know, it's all that kind of thing. And honestly, because I am a bit of a believer, I guess. I think the videos look pretty legit. I mean, they don't look fake, but on the other hand, these guys are TikTokers and they have a Mm. massive following because they post poltergeist videos all the time. And the thing that really tipped me over the edge of whether or not these guys are serious is they even have merch. Oh, come on. So I'm not sure how I feel about whether or not it's just made up fame seeking or if it's real. But look, some of the claims they make are pretty insane. So basically, I've looked them up. And of course, as you know, it's one of our favorite sources. They were interviewed by The Sun. (sighs) So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Two shout outs to the sun Two today. Two shout outs. We love the look, sun. It's making us look very good. Mm. Sun readers. But they, they do get the best shit. But anyway, that's where I got the info for this next story. So there's a woman and her name is 
Lainey Clark. She's 34 and her boyfriend, Ben Hubbard, who's 22, uh, they're both teachers and they reckon they live in haunted house, basically. Okay, yeah. Now, I just want to say, like, go Lainey because you know I'm all about the older woman, younger man dynamic. So I just want to say, you go, girl. Like, she's 34, <laughs> he's 22. So loving that. Anyway, apparently, Lainey's a little bit like me, not in that sense of younger. Yeah, you love really, really young men. Young boys are my weakness. Always, <laughs> always. But anyway, no, she's like me in that she... Boys, 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 <laughs> I'm looking for a good time. So, yes, but no. She also kind of believes in ghosts, but she never really had, like, in her life the, a, a definitive ghost experience that really made her believe. But she says after her mother died when she was in her mid-twenties, the mother apparently came to Lainey in a dream and said, I'm here to tell you that I'm okay and I'm happy. And... Which I think is a lovely thing to dream. That's what we hope that we can always do, isn't it? Yeah. To reach out to those, especially our children, those who we love. And to tell them that we're okay and that we're happy. And, you know, not to be sad, really, I guess. But it seems that this dream was a bit of a trigger for weird stuff happening in Lainey's life. Oh, so it kind of unlocked a big psychic aspect to her or a, a ghost magnet it triggered something about her, you know, psychic powers or her, it opened a channel to receive or oh. maybe it just made her more willing to see. I, I, I don't really know. Right. But in the summer of 2018, after Lainey had left her husband of 13 years and moved in with Ben. Oh, oh so she had a different husband. Then she went for a, her son's friend or something. No, he's. they both worked at the same school. So he was... Okay. She was his teacher. Oh, don't. That's just not nice. No. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so they were working together at the school and she left her husband, moved in with Ben. They moved into a new place and she says strange noises were keeping them up at night and they would hear things like footsteps on the stairs, even though where they knew moved into was a new build. And they just thought it was creaky floorboards or other weird noises that they thought, oh, that's just the pipes cooling down or whatever. Gosh. Until one day when Lainey was alone in the house, just taking a bath, mm -hmm. she heard a male voice call her name. Oh. I don't like that. No, and apparently... Having a bath and you can hear, no. I know. It's disgusting. It's creepy. And she, of course, freaked out because... Yes. If you're naked in a bathtub... And a dude is calling out your name and you don't know that voice. You don't recognise the voice. It gives you the itch. I, I can feel the shivers inside that she must have felt. Oh. Ooh, I don't like it. You would be in a nice hot bath and you would get the chills for sure. Yeah. So she called out, who's there? But no one answered and the house was silent. Oh, she, I think she it freaked her out, but she just put it down to, you know, did I really hear something or whatever? Yeah. You start to question yourself, don't you? Of course you? you would. But a few weeks later, after Lainey and Ben had finished dinner one night and were watching telly, out of nowhere, just really out of nowhere, a pot plant 
by itself, moved across the shelf right in front of them and then oh. dropped on the floor, smashed. Oh, my goodness. And they freaked out. At, but that's when Lainey joined the dots between the creepy voice calling her name when she was in the bathtub mm. and the pop plant moving. And she sort of thought, I think we've got ghosts here. Yeah. But Ben was always a skeptic. But when objects started moving around in the house, including a pair of scissors that flew out of the kitchen drawer oh, no. and he saw it, he was absolutely terrified and he thought they were both going to die. But he himself thought, I'm a skeptic, but the only explanation here for this shit is poltergeists. And the thing is that after these small things started happening, like objects moving, they would both go off to work come home the house would be a fucking wreck with stuff thrown all over the house it was a mess and they'd left the house tidy sorry to interrupt was this like a a slow burn kind of situation they just noticed bit by bit it wasn't like as soon as they moved in and like you said it was a new build built on top of a burial ground by the sound of it or a murder house who knows yeah it is a trip trip because remember they said it started with Hearing weird noises, footsteps, and mm-hmm. creaky floorboards and things. but right. And they were like, oh, okay, whatever. So it, little by little, it, it built up. It got worse and worse till they couldn't go to work without coming home to a trashed pad. Pretty much. So, mm. you know, Ben decided, I'm going to put up a motion-activated camera, see what the fuck is oh. going on. Very paranormal investigate. What's that film called? Paranormal in Isn't it just paranormal? <laughs> I don't know. I just keep thinking now. Or just paranormal. And it's said to be based on true stories. And I did watch that. Really? Didn't have a good ending. No, didn't work out well. I just, whenever I think of indecency, what is that one where Glenn Close? It wasn't her. It was Demi Moore. Oh, was it? Indecent Proposal. Robert Redford. Oh, offers God. her a thousand pounds to sleep with him for the night. A million, a million pounds or a million dollars. Of course you'd say fucking yes. It's like, hey, you're Robert Redford. Doesn't matter. Take the million. Take the, anyway. I didn't watch that movie, so I can't tell you how. You know all about it. <laughs> for someone who hasn't seen it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so look, these um, motion activated cameras and the footage from that, that's what they put on YouTube. And I've seen it. Like, I went to their YouTube channel. Convincing? It is. I think it looks really legit. It's it's shit moving around on its own. And I really believe it. It's not like when you go online and you, you read about, oh, there was a ghost. And they have, like, some shitty, blurry frame of a Yeti with, like, glowing eyes <laughs> taken from, you know, like a, a camera still. It's like, if you've got a camera still, where's the rest of the footage that proves this isn't what you yeah. think? But this is like whole sections of, of film. So I actually think there's something in this. What did you see, Michelle? All the stuff flying out of drawers, drawers opening, stuff flying across the room. Okay. And and there was no string? You couldn't see the string? Can't see any string. So. And what about... A shadow. Could you see shadows? No. Could you see a, an outline of a person or a hand? Or no, no, no. But it's weird, and I will put some links so people can watch and see what they think. But basically, I think Ben Ben was freaking out after he watched back all the motion-activated camera footage, and mm. thinking, "Oh shit!" But it 
it really, it was one night, he says, he went to the loo in the middle of the night and saw the outline of a man standing in front no. of him. And that's when he was like, fuck, we really are living with a fucking poltergeist. And look, you might be thinking like I am, just move the fuck out of that house. Yes. Like, yes. just get out. Traditionally, poltergeists are the ones that follow you around, though, from the stories and the investigations that we've done. Well, I'll, I'll get to that. It's very interesting oh. because Lainey says she did consider moving, but they couldn't afford to. They just moved into this place and moving's expensive and, you know, they're teachers and they mm. they didn't have a lot of money. So the rent was good. They just decided to put up with stuff flying around the house and stuff falling off shelves and drawers opening and closing and they just thought we're going to just deal with it. Mm. And initially Lainey says she didn't talk to anybody about what was going on in the house because she thought she would just like look like a fucking mad woman. And also she's a teacher. She's an yeah. educator. Like Might lose her job. Might lose her job and everyone might lose respect for her. And if it gets her out among the kids, like how is that going to be? So for two years they didn't talk about it. Michelle, can you see me turning around? Yes, what are you right looking up? at? Is there a go? Is, is there a fucking poltergeist up there? I feel like I might have one in this room and I just imagined one. I, I let my mind go there when you were talking about it and I just imagined the shadow of something walking behind me. Well, I did see something. And only I could see it. Don't do that. I did. I did not. And I saw a hand come and just gently... Fucking stop <laughs> it. <laughs> no, anyway... <laughs> But what's that behind you? My God, it's a spider. Oh, don't fucking say that. Oh, my God. <laughs> Honestly, spiders are my worst. I really got the evil eye from your husband when I told him I'd put a shoe very gently on the spider. And he said, that's like somebody putting a house on you and expecting you to live. Well, can I just say the spider lived and didn't even have any broken legs. Well done, Michelle. Very gently putting a house on something. I know. But moving right along back to Lainey. Yes, Lainey. So she didn't tell anyone. And for two years, she didn't tell anyone about what was going on in the house. In the beginning, she and Ben were terrified of the ghosts and they thought they were going to be harmed, especially at night when doors would just slam in their faces. Oh, my God. That would just make me scream. I'd be screaming 24-7. Well, (laughs) things have turned around for Lainey and Ben because... They realised the ghosts were, in essence, pretty harmless and that they just had to coexist with these ghosts. Okay. Except at some point they realised there wasn't just one poltergeist in there. Mm. There were two. And guess what? What? Their names are Andy and Dave. How do they know their names? So it was Lainey who thought, I need to get a psychic to this house to investigate what all of this paranormal shit is. Mm. So this psychic came and really picked up on stuff. And the psychic was the one that told them about Dave. And as you mentioned earlier, the psychic said, Dave isn't attached to the house. The Dave is attached to them. Them or one of them? He says them. I think it's Lainey. Okay. She says it's attached to them. But okay. I don't know how a poltergeist attaches to two people. It could be possible. And the thing is that the psychic said one of the reasons Dave was acting up is because he he just wanted them to acknowledge he his presence. He I did. Get it. Yeah. It's not it's not great feeling like you're not being listened to. But then 
This next bit of the story makes me think that Lainey might be an empath because she says that when she and Ben moved into the house, she started getting really terrible headaches and she didn't know why. And it turns out Dave was killed in a car accident (gasps) and it received a blow to the side of the head, which Lainey says correlates to the same place she gets her headaches. So could be an empath. And then Andy, the other spirit, is apparently, and this is weird, the dead brother of the psychic Lainey got to the house. Oh, how did, I thought that Andy and Dave were together for some reason. Gay poltergeist, yeah. love yeah, triangle. I no. I just no. felt like they were friends or lovers before. No, they didn't know each other before. But now Andy and Dave have bonded and they are mates. Oh. So, you know, it's actually quite sweet. So the psychic brought Dave. Uh, no, I don't think the psychic brought Andy, Dave was attached to them. I think Andy somehow was in the house and that the psychic realised it was his dead brother. Oh, that's convenient, isn't it? There's probably merch. Who knows? Dave's the brother of, dead brother of my psychic. I don't know what their merch is. But the but T-shirts, the hoodies. The hoodies. Lainey says she has her scariest moments in the house when Ben is away because there was mm. apparently this one time she woke up and she could hear growling in her ear. Oh. And it freaked her out. No, thank you. She had the footage, the motion-activated cameras, and she oh, looked back fuck. at it. And she says she saw either Andy or Dave, not sure which one, lift her hair from her shoulder. And she thought, fuck, man, this is enough. I can't be – I need to feel comfortable in my house and I need to do something about this. So she so? then got in touch with a ghost expert. And I don't yeah. know what that actually means. Yeah. And how do you find that person? Exactly. Maybe she got in touch with the psychic. I don't know. Because she was like, I need to put some boundaries in place here. Yeah. And I guess that means, you know, don't fucking growl in my ear. Don't slam doors in my face. Don't touch my hair. And stop, like, calling my name in the fucking bathtub. But <laughs> so she did. She had a go with them and said, like, you know, behave yourself. And shit like that hasn't happened again. Okay. So she just put them yes. in their palace. Yes. Now, I don't know how you get cross with a ghost, but <laughs> I guess a stern talking to, I don't really know. But whatever she did works. And she now says that she loves living with Andy and Dave. And she says Aww. she never feels alone in the house. And sometimes when the house is too quiet, she and Ben wonder if Andy and Dave have gone. But Passed over. But interestingly enough, Lainey says that when she and Ben are like stressed out or a little bit anxious about something, that's when the most paranormal stuff happens in the house. And over the years, she's come to the conclusion that they react or feed off their negative energy. The teenagers. Teenagers are usually the ones because of all their hormonal changes and the developmental things that they're going through. That's when a poltergeist will attach themselves. Yes. They say, traditionally, those who believe in poltergeists. Yes. Enfield Haunting, Battersea Poltergeist. Look them up. Well, I'll just link link to the show notes. But this next bit of the story I find a bit weird because I actually don't think that I would do this. But Lainey got pregnant. And okay. let me just raise one quick thing here. Obviously, Lainey and Ben are doing it because she's got up the duff. Yeah. So I don't know how I would feel about having sex knowing that Andy and Dave an are right there. Could be watching. <laughs> Do you, you just don't know. They probably have said, right, 
we want some alone time now. It's like putting the dog out of the room. Yeah. You go out there. We're having some quiet one-on-one time. So if you don't mind, give us our privacy. Fuck we know off. when you're here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hope she's done that because otherwise it's a bit like... Icky. Yeah, it well, is a bit yeah. icky. And in fact, actually, one time when a, a mate was house-sitting, he heard footsteps... And when he went to bed, he had the duvet pulled off his body oh, when no. he went to bed, which is a bit no. fucking cheeky. And he actually put the keys through the door and fucked off. He wasn't going to house it anymore. One day, Lainey decided to pull out her Ouija board and talk no. to Dave and Andy. They apparently do it quite often now. But when Lainey first became pregnant, it was the first time she used the Ouija board. She pulled it out because she wanted to ask Dave and Andy if they'd protect her unborn baby. Okay, what did they say? Well, this is the thing. Like, I don't know that I would actually do that. Would you do that? No. No, I don't think so. These poltergeists were like, yep, okay. And I think, I don't know if she was doing it to try and include them in the family and the festive feeling of the baby or what mm. it is. Mixed messages, Lainey, mixed messages. One minute you want them there, next thing you don't. I, I don't like, and I don't like the idea of like, please protect my unborn baby. It's a bit Rosemary's baby. I don't know. It's just, yeah. don't involve oh, a baby mean, yeah. in, a, in a poltergeist scenario. It's not good. But mm. anyway, Lainey says that Dave was convinced her baby was going to be a boy. And? It was a boy. Oh. It was a boy. <laughs> I mean, fair play. He did have a 50-50 shot at that. But anyway. Yeah. Well done, Dave. At the upshot of this is that they are convinced that they live with Auntie and Dave, who are two poltergeists who are protecting their baby. But also, Lainey says that she is convinced also that there is life beyond death. And after our chat last week about consciousness and what that means, I don't really know what to think of Lainey's story. Because, as I mentioned last week, so much anecdotal evidence of people saying ghosts, poltergeist spirits, this and that. I don't know. Up to you to decide. But that is the story of Lainey and Ben. And I will link that shit up in the show notes. Amazing, Michelle. Thank you for that. It's fascinating. And I do find it really interesting to think about. When you're telling me the story, I think, yeah, whatever. And, you know, we've been watching the Osbournes want to believe and you see all these things and you think, oh, that's just a piece of string or that's definitely one of those foil balloons that have legs and that's just being lifted up and dropped down again. It's not a witch on a broomstick. (laughs) Your mind kind of like fills in the gaps and says, no, that's just something. It's not always the supernatural excuse or reasoning behind these events, but it sounds to me like they have conversations, that they're absolutely convinced that they're there. There's no denying the footage that you've seen of things flying out about everywhere. And apart from the fact that they're doing a massive hoax, what's what's the reality here? Well, I mean, It's hard to know, isn't it? I don't know how much money they're making from being like very successful TikTok influencers and selling well, merch. That's the angle that kind of trips me up here, I think. Oh, is there ulterior motive? But I will link to the footage and you can make your own mind up. I thought it looked pretty legit, but you and I have disagreed on things where I've been like, oh, it looks really scary. And you've been like, fake. That's an animation. Yes. I'd like to see that. Thank you. Thank you for that story, Michelle. That's fantastic. Supernatural. Ghost is an award. Supernatural. Poltergeist at all, supernatural. We are chatting 
Supernatural. Supernatural. So yes, we are on a bit of a supernatural kick today. It is all about the supernatural, isn't it? Because last week, and I've mentioned the Osbournes want to believe already just now. Yes, last week we spoke about the Osbournes want to be- I want to believe TV show where Jack Osborne tries to convince his parents, Ozzy and Sharon, of each of these clips and if they're real or not and they say fake or not real or whatever or real, blah, blah. But honestly... Sharon and Ozzy are just ridiculous in this show. It's funny. Like, yes. it's funny. And and the Oogie, what is the Oogie Woogie? The Oogie Woogie scale. scale. Well, you know, it's less about how supernatural is it and more about how much they believe it. But the scale changes. So I, I'm not so keen on that scale. But anyway. No. I do think Ozzy seems to know a few things about supernatural tales and things. But the one thing that I did see that really did put the the shivers up me was the Nightcrawlers. And I mentioned them last week. So I'm going to talk a little bit about Nightcrawlers and other things which they are known as, which is cryptids. Do you know what a cryptid is, Michelle? I've heard this and because I have zero brain, I don't know what it is. Tell me. I'm excited. Well, I'll tell you. Just Let me just remind people in case you didn't hear last week's episode where I described these night crawlers. They look like two fingers on a video that was seen a couple of times. It looks like a creature with really long legs, backwards bending knees and just a head. And that's it. It looks like a walking tree or walking fingers, like your fingers do the walking kind of thing. It's weird. And I was convinced that it was either real or something that I could not quite compute in my little tiny mind. Hmm. But let me tell you what a cryptid is. It's an animal that is believed to exist by cryptozoologists. What's a cryptozoologist, you say, Michelle? Well, <laughs> cryptozoology is a pseudoscience. So uh, <laughs> it's something which is based on theories and claims, which is mostly on based on, upon anecdotal evidence and roundly rejected by the real scientific community. Right. So the cryptids are something that's invented by cryptozoologists. So it's things that have come out of folklore and rumour and they include such creatures that we have discussed in the past as Bigfoot, Yeti, Chubacabra, the Jersey say. Devil, yeah. Loch Ness Monster. Do you know what the Jersey Devil is? No. Have you heard of that? No, I haven't. It's a very American myth, I suppose, and it comes from the Jersey area, I think. It's actually a place called Pine Barrens, and I couldn't figure out exactly where it was because there's a couple of Pine Barrens in the United States. One is near New Jersey, and another is in or around Maine area. So I guess it must be the New Jersey one because of the Jersey Devil name. This landscape is quite incredible. There's ancient forests there. There's weird-looking things. There's like all kinds of crazy stuff, and it goes on for miles and miles and miles. And the story evolved from a Quaker lady called Jane Leeds, known as Mother Leeds. Mm. And the legend has it that Mother Leeds had 12 children and after finding out that she was pregnant for the 13th time, cursed the child in frustration and said the child would be the devil. And this is back in 1735. So she went into labour on a stormy night and her friends gathered round her and then there was a normal baby born and it was her 13th child. But it changed to a creature with hooves and a goat's head and bat wings and a forked tail and then was growling and screaming and beat everyone up with its tail before flying up a chimney and heading into the pines. Other versions of the tale are Leeds being a young lady who was cursed by gypsies or that she was supposedly a witch and the child's father was the devil himself. 
And some versions of the legend also state that there was an attempt by uh, vicars and clergymen to exorcise the creature from the Pine Barrens. All very interesting. I find it fascinating. But we're not talking about that today, but we (laughs) are talking about an American-based crypto. What did I call it? Cryptid. So this one is the Nightcrawler, as I explained to you. A head with just really long legs and bendy knees, backwards knees. And it looks weird. This story that Jack Osborne showed his parents on one of the episodes of The Osbournes Want to Believe, it was in 2007, it was someone's security camera footage. This man who's owned the garden, the front garden in which he had the security camera up, he put his security camera up because he, I think a few nights he'd had some disturbances or something or his his bikes were being stolen. So hmm. he put these security, um, like a secondhand CCTV surveillance system in. His name's Jose. And the system was secondhand. It's quite antiquated considering the era of 2007. He installed two cameras, one in the driveway, one near the front door. And it was directly recording onto a VHS tape. What? So it's not like, I know, it's a weird old, like I said, antiquated. Okay. There was a monitor connected to it and that was right next to Jose's bed. So in the night, he woke up to what he thought was barking a dog, but it sounded really weird. So he, he looked up at the monitor and he saw something really unusual next to a tree on his front yard. He saw this strange being stride across his front yard. Huh. So he saw it with his eyes. No, he saw it on the monitor. He was oh. like, what the fuck? So he ran to get his brother, who was living with him, woke him up dragged him out to the front to check it out. The brother looked through the windows, couldn't see anything. So they woke up the rest of the family to look at the footage. When they realised that the surveillance gear was so ancient, if they had rewound it, it would have immediately erased it. So it's quite awkward because it was secondhand, I know. So Jose remembered this and he recorded it from the monitor instead. So that's the explanation as to why... The footage is really grainy in 2007. It sounds like a lot of dodgy excuses, but... It does a bit, but they know what they saw. The family couldn't believe what they were seeing when they looked at the video. The brother went back outside to take a closer look after they'd seen this kind of like creature walking off. Michelle will put a link, I'm sure, (laughs) so you'll get to see it. But they didn't see anything when they went outside to have a look around, except near the paving stones, there were some small footprints. What? That's weird. And from that night on, poor old Jose lived in fear. He couldn't sleep. He refused to leave, leave the house. He was just, it just put the wind up him. He needs to take guy. some tips from Lainey. She's got to coexist, <laughs> mate. you got to coexist. Coexist with your walking tree. <laughs> so shortly after that, Jose's family contacted the local TV station for the Spanish television network, Univision. They're a Spanish-speaking family. And they were searching for answers. So with the original footage lost, because obviously they couldn't reuse the security system without writing over the tape, so to speak. Mm. Jose only had what he'd recorded off his monitor and it was pixelated, poor quality. Okay. And that's kind of the end of it. They kind of disappeared. The family disappeared. The man who was doing a TV show on them absolutely believed what he saw as well and definitely believed Jose's fear reaction. Yes, he believed that Jose believed. Right. Well, there was clearly, something there. clearly Jose believed because he was fucking freaked He's out. shitting himself. Yeah. Yeah. But fast forward to 2011, so that's what, four or five four, years yeah, later. Four years. 
Five years later, security officials in Yosemite National Park, which isn't far from Fresno, where the previous footage was taken, were hoping to catch a group of vandals that were damaging private property in the Yosemite area. And their footage revealed a couple of these walking trousers. (gasps) Walking trousers? (laughs) That's kind of what they look like. (laughs) Some people had speculated that they were just trousers on a string. (laughs) So... The only difference between these, one was a lot shorter than the other, but I think it's because it was further away. Hmm. And Jack Osborne actually said that this footage was sent to NASA and they claimed that it hadn't been doctored after checking it over. But no one had any answers for what these creatures might be. But there are some theories, Michelle. Of course there are. Interesting that NASA's got involved with this. That's quite serious. Of course. And they're not blowing up meteors anyway. (laughs) So... The first theory is, of course, that it's an alien or an extraterrestrial being of some kind. Most people think that's what it is. Mm -hmm. Another theory is that it's a new species, possibly a primate with short arms. I mean, they'd have to be so insignificantly short because you can't see arms at all. I just say nut to that one. (laughs) Nut. That's a nut from Michelle. The next one is a misidentified deer standing upright and walking on its hind legs. Nut. Possibly? No. I haven't even seen it, but these are all ridiculous. (laughs) I'd have to look at it again. Google it while I'm talking to you so you can see Fresno Nightwalker or Yosemite Nightwalker. Now, of course, I've called them a pair of walking trousers. That's another theory, which is that it's trousers or a puppet on a wire. Someone's having a laugh. It's possible. I mean, you know, people do crop circles, so people go to strange lengths for things. Mm. Oh, cryptids. Oh, do you know what? There's a, there is a website called Cryptids with a Z. Yep. Cryptids. Oh. <laughs> Cryptids, motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, man. Right, right. A bird walking like a crane is another option for what these walking trouser-like things could possibly be. There's also a couple of more, more outrageous theories. Is it a person wearing enormous trousers walking on stilts? It's a peg. It looks like a peg. It does look like a walking peg. Or is it a land squid? Somebody actually came up with that. What's a land squid? That's, a, that's not even real. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I'd be more frightened of a land squid. Like, that's the explanation. Oh, that's a land squid. Of course it is. Yeah. I mean, the footage is very grainy. Fresno Nightcrawler, also known as Fresno Alien. You can't tell. The picture is so bad that it's have you seen the yosemite one look at the yosemite one it's a bit easier to see is it it's quite shocking yeah i mean i have to say i was nerve-wracked when i went to bed that night so anyway what you were saying earlier about merch and your tiktokers Mm. making money off their poltergeists if you do google the fresno nightcrawler you'll notice that it's inspired a lot of artists who've gone on to develop merchandise like shirts plushies art you name it and the video game Among Us, when that became popular, a lot of gamers thought the characters were inspired by the Fresno Nightcrawler. Okay, I'm watching the Yosemite Nightwalker. Alien stick-like creatures, there's two of them. Thing is, they're walking like, giddy up cowboy, like their legs are really... They bend the opposite way. Yes, and they can barely walk. They're slow. They're not zoom zipping around do you think it's fake i think that looks really fakey i I, don't know it seemed to it just distressed me it distressed (laughs) me and upset me that's why i'm talking about it now so do you think it's a hoax i think it's fake i think it's green screen and you know i want to believe 
but <laughs> well, listen, there are plenty of copycat videos and hoaxes out there. Maybe this is But one. there's a guy called Victor Camacho who's a paranormal investigator. He's the guy who was at Univision when the when Jose and his family originally touted their story to the television crews trying to find out what the hell it was. He says the following. The Fresno Nightcrawler is an original case. This family lived something strange. I can't explain it, but something happened that night. Like I said before, he believes that they believe. Moving out of California, there was something called the Carmel Area Creature, which was another sighting in a place called Carmel in Ohio in 2014, known as the Carmel Area Creature. It looked strikingly similar to the walking trousers, as we'll call them, but much taller and they were grey with long muscular legs. And when it walked, it appears again like the knees were bent backwards. So this creature was spotted by an unnamed man he wants to remain anonymous, in his late 50s, early 60s, who was driving over a hill with his wife when the creature ran across the road and into the woods. So the couple had recently moved to the area and they had said that they noticed some weird things. Like, for example, on their grass, on their garden, out the front, they noticed there was a perfect circle of fresh green grass no matter what the weather was doing. So it could have been dry summers, everything else is brown, the grass was green in this perfect circle. That also happens when you've got like a piss tank. Okay. I'm just saying, I don't know, maybe it was a wee-wee What tank. is a piss tank? Who knows? Only Michelle <laughs> will know what a piss tank is. Unless I ask her. Shall I ask her that, guys? Shall I ask her? No. Yes, I will. What's a piss tank? You know, it's like when you're... What, sewage? Yeah, sewage tank. Okay. Otherwise known as a piss tank. Piss tank. Or slum, if you're Swedish. Slum. Okay. <laughs> So the couple were then contacted by MUFON, which is the Ooh. mutual UFO network, right? Mm. I don't think they exist anymore. I'm not sure. The man who witnessed this was an ex-Marine and, according to his wife, a skeptic. Obviously not anymore because he knows what he saw. She says he wouldn't have said he saw it if he hadn't seen it. Yeah. So as far as she's concerned, he is a very accurate source. And reliable. He's a reliable witness. Well, thank you. Reliable witness. Exactly. So I looked around for something a bit more local to home and I went Ooh. to Mumsnet. <laughs> and on the 2nd of February this year, there was a poster with the moniker of Galloping High Road who posted the following. And I can't remember the heading. It's something like, what did we see last night? That's the heading of this post. Yep. They say, we had been away for a few nights and travelled back quite late. Towards the end of our journey, this was about 2am, we were driving along an A road in a rural area when something crossed the road in front of us in full headlights for about three seconds. Mm -hmm. It was about the height of a person, maybe six feet or over, but had short, powerful legs and hips, which seemed to move in a circular, fluid fashion. Okay. Sounds good creepy already it was not a deer because it stood on two legs this was in the midlands and the area is traditional rolling fields and woodland in this particular spot there are no houses or buildings nearest is over a mile away we drove back today as it's only seven miles from home to look at the road layout and whatever it was moved into a wide bowl shaped field dropping down into a stream any ideas you can imagine. <laughs> Those mum's netters, they had their fair share of ideas. And despite her saying it wasn't a deer, everybody's saying it's a Mont Jack. It's a deer. There's lots of deer in that area. He was standing on his hind legs, blah, blah, blah. It's, a, it's not a deer. I know what I saw. But there's also people who were insisting, despite this original poster going back to saying 
it was not a kangaroo. I know what a kangaroo looks like. There was somebody else who mentioned, was it Slender Man? Come on, guys. To a chronic wasting disease in a deer, making Ew. it look very odd. Mangy. But in, a, in the later post, Galloping High Road wrote again, the closest we can describe is a large man goat on hind legs, but really stocky ones. Obviously not that, though. No animals in surrounding fields when we got there today. Did she take a photo? No, they were driving. Full headlights. They saw this thing cross the road. It was... Okay. She's got this absolute strong image in her mind of what she saw. It's quite shocking that she saw that thing, her and her husband both. I'm assuming it's a she. They say there's a lay-by next to the field on the A425 near Stevenson, a town, and the village of Shuckborough. Okay. And another poster commented... My daughter and I were traveling one day and this large black thing came across the road. And honestly, it was about the size of a panther, but was not of solid form. And it kind of ran or hovered across the front of the car as if it did not really touch the road like a black spirit. Still no idea what it was, but we both saw the same thing. It was like something out of Fantastic Beasts. Wow. And another poster said, so people are seeing shit. My parents once saw something exactly like you've described, but in Lancashire, where, let's face it, anything goes. (laughs) Well, do you remember in a previous episode, I talked about road traffic authority footage. The creature that bounded across that looked like it had been added in. No, it didn't. That was the thing. You were like, no. And I'm like, I think that looks really legit. I still think it's legit. I think it's a, a night crawler. Caught on film. Girls on film. So if it is these things, where do you think they've come from, Michelle? Yeah, that is a question and I don't think I'm equipped to answer it because are they shape-shifting? Because they're Mm. not solid. These things are often reported as being, you know, ephemeral in a way. And certainly the footage that I just looked at, you know, they're almost translucent. You know, they've got very, like, Mm. they're glowing glowing forms are they aliens are they green screen are they fake i mean all those people from mum's net they're just the mum's netters i kind of take them a little bit seriously i think perhaps why because they're just they're mums, mums and they, they don't want to upset people well, they wouldn't want to scare the bejesus out of each other it's not a creepy pasta forum it's yeah. a forum for i saw something last night and i just want to run it past you and then there are other people saying, I saw exactly the same thing. Sounds to me like a, what was Mr. Tumnus in Lion, the Witch in the Wardrobe? The little half man, half goat <laughs> with his stocky, hairy legs. What do they call those things? A satyr. Oh. What's the traditional name for those things? Oh, I thought you meant like the Sagittarius kind of. Yeah, it looks like that. What's it called? A satyr. What's the half man, half goat? Why do we not remember things? It's a fawn. That's a weird name for it. Fawn. Half goat, half man. But they say satyr. So th- maybe they're real satyrs. My <laughs> God knows. Why am I saying that? What am I on? Come what? on, Geordie, wake up. What are you on? What was Jack Osborne's upshot? About the Fresno Night mm. Stalker. Night mm. Walker. Night Crawler. Mm. Mm. The Night Crawler. <laughs> mm. What a terrible song. Upshot of yeah, what Jack, what Jack thought of the Fresno Nightwalker, Stalker, cr- Crawler, I, and the Yosemite ones. I think he wants to. Well, he wants to believe. He does want face to believe. It. He wants to believe. He's completely in that world. I think that he thought they were interdimensional or alien. 
I can't remember what is what he thought. What do you think? Well, I'd like to think that they're just trousers on a string. But why would they do that? Why would anyone do that like five years apart? Oh, I know. Let's do that trousers on a string trick again. <laughs> it was really funny. It made it onto Osborne's Want to Believe. Yeah, but also the amount of effort that takes. Yeah. I think it's the thing. I think that somebody did actually capture that. And I think that poor Jose was right to be shit scared. <laughs> what the fuck is it? Maybe that's what an alien looks like. Maybe they're not humanoid. Maybe they are like a giant peg. I did say, didn't I, to you earlier, I've said it to you before, I don't think they're humanoid. Yes. If there is an alien. It's very convenient if aliens are humanoid, you know. Yeah. But I think the best idea of an alien is that they are just glowing orbs of light. They have no form at all. Okay. Good one. I like that. But but maybe they are shapeshifters and maybe they shapeshift themselves into pegs. I don't like the shape-shifting. Two-legged like peg. That. If you're a shape-shifter, though, Michelle, would you not choose a better shape than a peg? And especially when you see this one. I'm not joking. He's walking like a how to partner cowboy. It looks like he's got <laughs> chaps, like Western chaps on and two gun holsters. Like the peg thing in the one I saw is weird. Michelle, wait. This thing really freaked me out, but Michelle's making out that it sounds like a, a little animation. Like, what's that big long thing that wibble wobbles when you put air in it and it's like an advert for the tyre company? Tube man. Oh. It's called an inflatable man or an inflatable tube man. Tube guy. I think it looks really creepy, Michelle. I mean, it's very, very creepy. If I saw that, I'd scream. No doubt. I'd scream. But don't you think, like, the legs are a little bit gun holstery? No. <laughs> stop it Aww. well that's all i've got for you i'm afraid michelle a pair of gun holstery tube guys <laughs> animated tube guys well i had laney and ben who may or may not be influencers just trying to hang out with pretend poltergeists to make a quick buck i don't know <laughs> i've been saying this a lot i don't know i don't know but i don't know so well one thing i do know michelle is that whatever you do wherever you are just, just keep, keep eavesdropping 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 eavesdropping